Welcome to another episode of DLS Central. Damon in the house talking some NFL football. And so we're uh we just got finished with week 13 and it was it was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. It was a lot of great games, a lot and we learned a lot about um about the 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 teams, you know, we we really learned who who we can probably expect uh, to to really be in the playoffs? Who's strong? Who's quit at this point? And and we're really starting to see some a little bit of separation, and it's going to be crucial because uh, a lot of the wins here really kind of set the pace for what we're going to see within the next um, within the next four weeks of NFL action uh, as we head to the playoffs because we're in, we're in week thir- well, uh, week 13 just passed. We're currently in week 14. There's only a couple more weeks left in the NFL season and uh, things are shaping up to be pretty interesting. Some teams have turned the corner they, and, and they're, they've gotten within playoff range. Some teams that were favorites are, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a little shaky. And then there's some teams that we're just playing out of it, and you can even though they made some are uh, like the Texans. I think they're the only team that's mathematically eliminated. But um, s- some teams you might as well mathematically eliminate them. But <laughs> it's like we're we're really starting to see a separation. And of course, as with most cases, it's a dog fight in the NFC East to see who's going to come out of that division, and it's. it's it's probably going to come down to the last week of the of the season to see who's the top dog, who's going to make the playoffs. So that it always, well, not always, but in most cases, that in the C East, um, those those last like two games really matter <laughs> from a playoff standpoint. So especially in that division. So, but uh, this is it, it, it was a great week 13, starting with the Bills uh, beating the Patriots. This was a matchup that the Bills needed to win, and they took care of business in Foxborough. Uh, the, the Patriots were never really in the game. I mean, yeah, they, they got the touchdown in the first quarter, it was 7 3, but the Bills just shut all that down <laughs> for the rest of the game. And you know, if the Bills are who we say they are, this is a game that they have to put a stamp on to really stop the Patriots in their tracks. And at six and six, I think we can we can pretty much say that the Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs. Is they're they're just not good enough. They're not they're not playoff material. Now, and a, a couple of weeks ago, it's like oh. Patriots might have an outside chance. They start to play a little bit better, but now it's pretty apparent. And so um, the Bills shut that down. And, and again, they needed to win because they're they're trying to 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 maintain first place in the AFC. And when you do that, you, every win counts. So good job by the Bills. The only tough thing for the Bills is. You lose Von Miller for the year. Uh, he reports came in that he's he's got a torn ACL. So 
at this point in the season, you're done. If you got an ACL, uh, in most cases, if you got a torn ACL, you're you're done for the season. But at this juncture in the season, you're definitely done, and um, that's going to hurt them from a defensive standpoint. Which means that Josh Allen has really got to be on his P's and Q's because he can't he 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 won't be able to rely on the defense to bail him out to get him the ball back. So that means you got to minimize mistakes so that the defense doesn't have to to make up for your error, for your lack of controlling the ball. And um, I, I think Josh Allen is getting things back to where they need to be. I felt like the, the, uh, the past, uh, th- those games where he was struggling, where he was throwing back-to-back interceptions, it's just he's doing too much. Trying to 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 make plays that just aren't there, and when you force things like that, uh, bad things happen as I get turnover. So I, I feel like he's right at that ship, and he should be able he should be able now to uh, really um, take them into the playoffs, solidify that spot, play smart football. That that's really what they need Josh Allen to do. And so uh, with Von Miller out. That defense is gonna need to 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 make sure that like that defense is gonna need to rely on the offense to control time of possession so that uh they can they can put the the other team's offense into a situation where they have to play a little faster and when that happens they can they can exploit like mistakes from that offense, from a defensive standpoint, they can get off the field a little faster. They can put a little pressure and uh, and, and let their their aggressors go forward, their pass rush go, and, and and play a little better with coverages because the other team is in a hole. But they have to be able to create. The offense has to be able to create a hole for the for the opposing defense to dig out of. Um, and so that's that is that that's what we're we're looking to see. And uh, but. Again, the Bills needed that win for the Patriots. From the Patriots, they they were able to get it. Steelers Falcons. This game was entertaining. I really I, did. I think this game was really entertaining. I think I thought this game was really entertaining um, because both teams are evenly matched. If anything, the Steelers won a game. I didn't really expect them to win. But and I felt like the Falcons. I, I think I picked the Falcons on this one. I and I picked the Falcons because that NFC South is pretty wide open. <laughs> like Tampa is is hanging on like by a thread. That offensive line is terrible. They can't block Brady, um, and the defense is stepping up big time and, and keeping them in things. But the, they they're not great. The Saints are are a mess, and the Panthers, yeah, they show signs of life, but they're they're not like uh, world beaters either. But the because Tampa's play isn't what has been expected, the division standings are closer than they should be. Which gives the Falcons a chance. They've got five wins. That, that that gives them a chance to be in line to take the division. But 
if you're losing to the Steelers, who who are having not having a, uh, they're probably having one of the worst seasons in the history of their franchise. Like the, you need to win this game, and you're at home. This this was a game that they needed if they if they wanted to keep pace, and the Buccaneers won, so is they that killed some momentum for the Falcons. But um, good win for the Steelers. And that a, that AFC North, I mean, it's, it's still Baltimore versus Cincinnati, but it at least it, it at least gives the Steelers some pride um, to show that hey, you know, we're not gonna go two and fifteen or something like that. <laughs> so that that's that's pretty good for them. Um, and then with the Falcons, we just learned that uh after this game they going forward they're gonna they're gonna go with the rookie and so uh, marcus mariota he he's he's uh he he was demoted and i mean you can't really blame him i felt like uh you know mariota he was all right but mariota in the ultimately i feel like the the mold is set on what you can expect from him um there you you as a quarterback there is a window of of time that that you have to to evolve and develop and 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 go up a level and at some point you just you are where you are once that mold is dry it's it's hard to it's almost impossible to to go up a level and improve your level of play uh, beyond what has already been seen beyond your tape, you know, beyond the tendencies that you, that you invoke when you're out there throwing. So he's been in the league long enough to where I believe that the mold on him has dried. So you pretty much know what you're going to expect when you give Mariota the ball. And for Atlanta, it's just not good enough. So they're going with the rookies, see what he's got. And it makes sense. You've got four games. you got about four, you know, three or four games left. So might as well see what the rookies got. Put them in, put them in with the first team. It's not like uh, I, I think that this is a sign. Some people would say, oh, this, this doesn't mean that they won't make the playoffs. But usually when you demote your starter that, that's, been play, that, that's been playing for 13 of the games in the season uh, for the rookie, you're you're trying to see what you got. You're you you punted. You you pretty much punted this season, and you're trying to see, uh, you know, who's going to be your quarterback going into the next year. Do we have to go to the draft? You're, you're trying to see. Okay, let's get the rookie out of here. Let's see it. Uh, are we looking for a new quarterback? Is he is he is he the guy, or should we look for another? So that that's that's really what this is about. I mean, yeah. They're not mathematically eliminated. Can he catch fire? Yes. But the 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 more you analyze it, it looks more like they're just they're they're probably gearing up to try to draft a quarterback or go for a uh a free agent quarterback in the offseason heading into next year. And so when you look at these games I don't think they have a lot of confidence that they'll win them too, which is another reason why they probably sat Mariota out because you got to play the Saints, and yeah, the Saints are bumbling. It's a, it's a it's a it's a division game in the NFC South, but it's not going to be a cakewalk 
because the Saints can't put points on the board. It's just that the problem with the Saints is the same problem that uh, that the Falcons have. They they can't hold on to a lead when it matters, and they just they shoot themselves in the foot. Now with the Ravens, that that's a game that they probably don't project to win because again the Ravens it, it, they're, they're 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 playing to to solidify their their lead and, and take that division, so they're going to be motivated to win that game. The Cardinals, it's that one's a little bit more of a a game that they could possibly win. It just it depends. The Cardinals have really been up and down. And then you got to play the Bucks. And the reason why that may not go well for you is because if the Bucks, if it's a win and you're in situation for the Buccaneers, I, I think that they'll be pretty motivated. <laughs> I, I, if, if the if the if the playoffs are on the line, you're 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 apt to to bet on Tom Brady than you are. A, a Falcons team who was playing their their second string quarterback. You just you're just you, that, that's what you're gonna do. So it's gonna be interesting to see. But that's kind of like a rundown of what the Falcons are looking at. It, which again, I, yes, they're not they're not totally out of winning that division, but it feels like a punt. Like it feels like they just punted this season. But we shall see. We got a couple more games left. Packers, Bears, we knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to win this one uh, ultimately, um, but it I will admit, didn't look good. <laughs> but this is what happened before, and that's the that's the problem with the Bears. They'll attack. They'll they'll throw the kitchen sink at Green Bay, and it's like, oh, here we go. And then they just they just let the Packers totally get back in, and, and the way the score looks. You would have never thought that that the uh, at 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 the beginning of this game that the Bears were up ten to nothing on the Packers. I think they were up sixteen to nothing at one point against the Packers. But then the Packers just woke up. They scored ten in the second quarter, and then eighteen unanswered fourth quarter points. That's egregious. If you're if you're um like if you're a Bears fan. And if you're the executives for Chicago, that's pretty egregious. And so to to lose a game like that against your, your the your your uh your despised rival, it's the oldest rivalry in the league in the history of the NFL, Bears versus Packers. This is not like that. That's to to go eighteen unanswered points in the fourth quarter. That's man, are we like even trying? And I'd be interested to see what happens in Chicago once the offseason hits. Um, because their their performance really has been up and down and at some time at some points you just you, you question their heart and their will to, to win and, and compete in these games. So there there's a lot of issues to address there, but and so yes. Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears, and it looks like he'll always own the Bears <laughs> unless something dramatic happens. Now, the the Lions got one of their most impressive wins uh, 
yes, not just this season, but I would say just in the history of the franchise, like the to the dominance that the Lions put on display was very, very awesome to see. So I'm I'm happy. and it was a home win too. So I'm really happy uh for the Detroit fans and you know just for um for the Lions in general. This is the dominance that that people want to see from the Lions. And I mean to to and this is how you're supposed to to play a team like the Jags. The Jaguars aren't a good football team. Yes they have some talented players, but they they don't really they don't have cohesion there there's 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 no unity there's no real unity there and the lions were able to really exploit that so hats off to the lions it was a great win and it it helps them gear up for uh a big showdown against the vikings this upcoming sunday speaking of the vikings they Barely got past Jets in Minnesota. I mean, it was, it came down to the wire. They hung on, and the Jets, the Jets gotta have to kick themselves because in this game they had a couple of opportunities. They they had a couple opportunities to win this, and they just they they couldn't figure out how to seal the deal. Um, they had them in the red zone several times. And again, there were a couple of drops and they just, they couldn't figure out how to, how to get it going. Like there was a one pass, Mike White, he threw it and it was incomplete. It hit the guy, like it, it hit him right in the hands. <laughs> it hit him right in the hands. He just, he just dropped it. And it's like, ah, Come on, guy. I think it was um he threw it to White. No, no, yeah, he he threw it to uh to to Wilson. It was like right it was right on the hands and he just he couldn't pull it in. And it was it was right there and but it was good coverage by the uh by the Minnesota uh the Minnesota defender, but uh it, it that was pain, and then they they made the Minnesota punt. They got back in the red zone again, and then White just throws that interception, and that one was a pretty ugly interception. But that, with that being said, the Vikings were able to survive. So I think this is a win. This is a loss that Mike White's gonna learn from. Those are the type of losses that uh, that you really can get a lot from. You were in the game; they were being competitive, um, and even though the fans probably like, "Man, we lost the game," it's like, "Yeah, but they played hard. They pushed them to the limit." Like the Vikings earned that win, and so if you're a Jets fan, then you're you do have a sense of pride. Like, man, we really played hard, and so it's like we didn't just lay down. <laughs> because the Vikings are coming in there, you know, they were they were nine and two coming into this game. And so um you you had to play your best football and you're you're on the road uh you know playing in Minnesota. They they played their hearts out. And they almost silenced that Minnesota crowd, which has really become entertaining to watch. Like <laughs> I was watching I was watching those fans like they were united like the whole skull skull like that was pretty cool to see 
And if you're because they're going to the playoffs, man, I, it's like I want to see them play in Minnesota because I really like that fan. I like I like the the, the crowd energy in Minnesota, so I, I want to see that again. The Commanders and the Giants. I knew this game was going to be tight, and it ended in a draw. <laughs> and th- this game, the the outcome of this game was more like a fire, like fireworks going off. But it's a dud. It's like really, that's it. You just, you just, you leave underwhelmed. But this also showcases the fact that both teams pl- are are evenly matched. Um and I feel like if this was wrestling, you would need like a seven, like a, uh, you would need like a series of matches to really see like who's the better team. Like in this case, this is where you would like, I would want to see like them play maybe a best of three uh, between the commanders and the giants to see who is better Um, because for a draw, excuse me, for for this to end in a draw, it just you, it makes you wonder, man, if these two teams were to play, were to play again, who would win? Um, especially with so much on the line. So, what what this does though is it makes it harder. They they both made their case a little harder uh, because now it becomes more of a like about Dallas versus Philly in that division. I mean, I, I still feel like Philly at this point, they're, they're going to take that division unless they totally crater and fall off and give Dallas a, and Dallas wins out and then they can win the division. But there's a little separation that happened be in this this uh this week because the commanders and the giants they're in one pool uh because the giants have started skidding at first it was like oh giants but then they they started losing and the commanders they actually started winning a little better but they're the giants and the commanders this draw proves that they're even with each other and they're on one side and then you got the the cowboys and the eagles who are on another side, but and also at a at a higher level of play, so now we we can really separate um, and see where the power lies in that division. And both of these teams do not have that power. So, but it was a very it was very competitive, and you know, for it to end in the draw, both teams left it all out on the field. They just couldn't get the better of one another. The Titans, they whipped up on the Eagles. I mean, the, the Eagles whipped up on the Titans. They go to 11 and 1. And the Titans, they just, they're, they're starting to, um, to get weaker as well. Now, they'll still win that division because it's really weak. But from a competition standpoint, they're starting to, to show that they, that they, they may not be, great competition and for a while i mean that's that's kind of how tennessee goes it's like they're they're good enough to make the playoffs but they're not good enough to really make a serious run and they just fired their gm for 
I guess, crazy reasons. There was some DUI thing going on, uh, you know, with the plane and everything. But you you have to start looking at the at the uh, at the Titans if you're like from a uh, if you're an executive and say, okay, we're not like there's a ceiling that we're hitting and we can't seem to get past it. Or do we continue to like our at what point do we need to rebuild and at what point do we need to, or, or are we in a position where, you know what, we're just a couple pieces away and I, they, they really need to start evaluating that because everybody respects them. Everybody loves the way they play, but they just, they, they don't really have a whole lot of weapons at their disposal. And as great as Derrick Henry is, your offense needs to to be more than just him because if he's if you shut him down, they don't have anything else, and they've proven that. Uh, if you can take Derrick Henry out of the game, you can pretty much <laughs> take like the the Titans can't score, and so they only got ten points in this game. Granted, the Eagles are playing at a super high level; they're they're all over the place. Like their their offense is great, hard, very difficult to stop, and you know, from a defensive standpoint, they play physical and they're they're you know they're they're intense. So it's just it's it's hard to beat the Eagles. But man, it, this this shows you the gap in talent. And if for some odd chance <laughs> we get an Eagles versus Titans Super Bowl, just 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 for some odd chance, it'll be the most one sided Super Bowl. It'll probably be um, there'll be a chance for this to be a one sided Super Bowl, or maybe up there with one of the uh, the most one sided Super Bowls because there is a a gap. There's a huge gap from a talent perspective, and. It's just I know that again the Titans they're, they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be much. They're they're going to be really uh, competitive for other teams that are in the playoffs. It, it's not looking good for them. And so we'll be right back with more analysis of the games from Week Thirteen. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet. Music time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music.
All right. Now, the ugliest game of this week was Ravens-Broncos. And this was a game where, yes, the Ravens won, but at what cost? Because Lamar Jackson goes down and... He he hurts his he, he hurts his knee, I believe, and and Tyler Huntley comes in. But the problem is it's like the Broncos, they could not capitalize on this major weakness that the the Ravens exhibited to them because they have no offense whatsoever. And <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but I did see something. I don't know if you can really take Twitter. Um it's hard to take Twitter seriously, but I saw something where they uh, there was a report that they that someone asked Russell Wilson to give back his two hundred and fifty billion dollars. Um, and I mean, you that might have to be the case. He he might have to get that money back. Like they, <laughs> like look, brother man, you you know you we know that you a believer. You sold out for Jesus. Like you can't a good conscience take. Take like take the people the good people's money. You can't take this team's money, man. You got to get that money back for for the play that this is. You you owe this. You owe him a refund um, because this is this, this is not what they signed up for. We what have you done with Russell Wilson? Because we're not getting Russell Wilson. We're we're getting we're getting somebody totally different. <laughs> And um, they just they couldn't capitalize on it, so they the Ravens end up getting a late touchdown, and and winning this game. That I mean, the Broncos they they got three field goals the whole game. They couldn't do anything else other than that. And you you lose this. Rustin threw an interception, but I mean he. He was 17 for 22. He he only threw the ball 22 times. He completed 70, 17 of those passes. But I think they were, they were like, so what yards? <laughs> um, again, but part of it is they're not protecting him. They're, they're still not protecting him. He he got half the yards as the as the, the leading rusher. The leading rusher, uh, he, he got 17 carries. Only got forty seven yards. Um, Russ had two carries. He got twenty one yards. So, and then they got uh, another guy, Mike Boone. He had six carries for eighteen yards. So, what does that tell you? That tells you that the, the your problems from a from a uh, Denver standpoint aren't just limited to Russell Wilson. Now, yes, he's your leader and you and you paid a, a pretty penny for him. So he's supposed to make an impact for what you paid, but it's not just him. And when you talk about the rushing woes, one you gotta give credit to to Baltimore's uh you know defense. Um they've they they really played pretty good and and they they held the fort down especially since with with uh with with uh Lamar going down so you you got to give them you got to give them that but at the same time when are we going to 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 um to criticize that offensive line that that's really what 
I feel like it's a it's a major issue because there are many times where Russ doesn't even give time. He doesn't have time to make a move because <laughs> by the time he gets the ball, the defense is already on him. I, I don't even think that they're even motivated to block. So they're either not motivated to block or they're just not skilled enough to block effectively. It's either one or the other. Um, and whether you like your quarterback or not, um, you have to do your job. You play to the best of your ability. You, 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 you play because you want your team to win. You play because you, you want to be the best player that you can be at your position and so you every player should be should have that same drive that 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 hey I'm I'm playing to to be the most effective player that I can be in this role for this team because we all ultimately we're here to win <laughs> that's the goal that's the goal and so when you look at the the rushing issues that they have you can't just it's like and you talk about the offense and them only getting like nine points. You can't just lay that solely at Russell Wilson's feet. You also have to look at it from a coaching standpoint. Okay, what schemes are you running? Uh, what what are, are are you the the other teams able to predict what you're trying to do? It, that's a strategy thing. Uh, teams are smart. They 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 can sniff out what's what what you're trying to do what you know and and if if you're if if it's easy to see what kind of pattern that you're running they can figure it out they can make adjustments and they can shut you down and so i just it, it's tough it's denver is a a sad story and i mean when you look at receiving who is anybody supposed to be afraid of <laughs> Can they get open? Like, can they get open? Are they running their proper routes? Is there anybody that is a reliable threat that other teams have said, you know what, we got to make sure we cover this guy? I don't think they have anybody like that, and that that's a um that can create issues for the offense as well. Um, it's just there's a lot of of things that you can look to as it relates to just this team. And when when you look at it, when you dissect it, it just is crazy. <laughs> but the Ravens, they win, they 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 stay in the hunt. I think they stay on top. They're eight and four. And they stay matched up and lined up with Cincinnati because Cincinnati, um, they they won as well. And they beat uh, the, uh, the, the Chiefs on Sunday night football, which was a very exciting game in Cincinnati. The Chiefs look like they would they would uh, they would pull it out. But the Bengals, the Bengals fought hard. And they were able uh, to to get the lead, and they held Mahomes and company, and they they protected that lead. And so you you got to give your hats off to the Bengals. They're they're tied with Baltimore, and now the the challenge I, I think is they're they're kind of evenly matched because now 
the Bengals. I think their schedule's harder than the than the uh, than the Ravens' schedule, but without Lamar, it kind of balances out because can you really trust Tyler Huntley to 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 get you home? And that, that's what we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks. But that's shaky at best, too. So it, it's a little balanced. I feel like the Bengals are going to get a little bit of turbulence um, that that could affect their record as well. And if Lamar was at the helm, then I felt like the Ravens were going to truly run away with it. Um, that can still happen, but with with Huntley at the helm, it looks a little bit more even from a uh to to see like how they're going to to round this thing out um and it's not like the browns and the steelers aren't aren't um able to play their way back into this thing so if both the bengal's and the ravens struggle and limp towards the end of the season and the browns and the steelers keep winning who knows? It could get a little frisky in the AFC North as well. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, speaking of the Browns, they won a game that they needed to win. And that was against the Texans in Houston. A lot of talk about Deshaun, his first game back, and he's playing in, in the uh against his former team, the the people that accused him of you know of, of rape there, they were there in the audience and it just it was you talking about a hostile crowd and and I felt like a lot of people were rooting for Deshaun to fail. Um and he didn't have a great game at all. <laughs> they were rooting for him and I feel like they he gave them a reason to cheer um just with this play. That's what everybody wanted. But I also think that for for him to win, it's just like, hey, that's really the main thing. We and, and it didn't look like he was bothered by by people being like disrespectful to him and and saying all kinds of different things. He, he didn't have a great game, but I mean, the defense stepped up. The defense pretty much scored all the points for for the Browns and uh. <laughs> to me, that was that was one of the best defensive games I ever saw my Cleveland Browns play, man. That that was pretty awesome. Uh, my my man uh, Denzel Ward got got a pick. What I think it was a fumble. He picked, got a fumble, got in the end zone, man. They they, they play hard. Uh, that defense, they they really are some dogs. You know, that's the dog pound. They they play. You know, they they got some dog in them. the The problem with the Browns defense is their defense is inconsistent. If we can get that level of play in big time games c- consistently, now we got something. Um, but they they're not consistent with that intensity and with that coverage. Uh, uh, yes, they are trying to adjust and be better at coverage because it's been egregious uh, for a good part of the season and is a major reason why they lost some of the like why they lost the games that they lost um and there needs to be an answer for that i know their their defensive coordinator has you can call him embattled <laughs> because there's been a lot of people calling for his head um but i mean it's it's the players too man it's is this discipline is is it's 
it's it's playing with deficiency and effectiveness. And they had they have to string it together. I'm glad they beat the Texans because it puts them at five and seven. It shows that they're still fighting. They're tied with the Steelers. Um, and I feel like if for them to to um like they would at this point they're still not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but they gotta win out at this point just to have an outside shot. Um, but it's to me it's not looking all that great, but we get to see we get to see Deshaun get some reps in, I guess. I still if I had my druthers, I would just let let start fresh next year with Deshaun. But at least this this gives him some time. And I've been coming around to it, but it does give him some time to work through those kinks. It's not like your your uh he his job is at is at risk. Uh, so he can make he can use these these next three games to get back in football shape, make all the mistakes he wants to make. Because again, it was, it's not like we're a legit a legitimate playoff team. So get, get get used to things, get used to the you know get get some chemistry with the guys. And if you can, if he can get out of this season without getting hurt. That is a win for the Browns because then he'll have the whole off season um, to to mesh and gel with the guys and set a and set a cult and get ingrained into the culture and maybe even enhance the culture uh, in a positive way. Get some chemistry with the guys and um, and find out who he links up really the the best with. If they can get another uh, uh, another receiving weapon for him in the off season that who's a real like who's a threat uh, who has some speed who can get some separation it then it can make it easy for it can make it even easier for Deshaun I think that's one thing that the Browns really need to look for they they need some speed <laughs> at the receiver position we got the running game together I, I don't care what they they need to they they two people they better pay is they need to pay, they need to pay Chubb uh, I don't care they need to make sure they keep him locked up and if you can I would keep Kareem Hunt I mean Kareem does a lot for that running game and you it, I feel like in the league now you need a two running back tandem uh to to really attack these aggressive defensive lines and, and keep them honest so i i think they need to 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 keep the chubb and hunt connection going but it was a good win for the browns and they got a big time game coming up against the Bengals uh this week uh but and they do they've burrow still hasn't beaten the browns yet now and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but that is going to be a big time matchup. And I think if the the Bengals, they can't afford to lose to the Browns. But if the Browns win, things again, things could be interesting. You're talking about the Browns being six and seven. If if both the Bengals and the Ravens lose. Then, you know, it, it makes things a little interesting. That's all I'm saying. Seahawks and the Rams. This game was closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought the Seahawks were going to route them. And the way the Seahawks have been playing, I mean, you would think this should be a route. But the Rams actually woke up and said, hey, man, let's pray with some pride. And they 
they they uh they fought against Seahawks. This is always I mean, I feel like this is a rivalry game. Both teams don't like each other. It's always a little chippy when they do play. But Rams played with some heart and the Seahawks had to really had to really grind out uh this win. Gino was able to get it, but man, they had to fight. So big time win for the Seahawks. They gotta keep winning uh to to keep pace and try to at least in in and stay with the 49ers uh because it's the 49ers division to take at this point but uh Seahawks they 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 did a good job of of pulling it out in the end the Rams Rams are all over the place <laughs> because Stafford's done for the year and their backup, Wolford, he's not necessarily doing all that hot too. He had a neck injury. Um, and so they they went ahead and, and got Baker Mayfield off of uh waivers because uh the the Panthers they they ended up uh, you know waving Baker, releasing him. So Rams were like, hey, we need somebody. <laughs> so they picked him up. And you you really don't have anything to to lose by getting by getting Baker if you're the Rams. Uh you just need somebody just to close out the season. They're not making the playoffs. So you just you just want somebody that 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 has experience at this point. And I think Baker, it gives and if anything, this is this is another opportunity for Baker to improve his reputation. So you as a Ram, like the the Rams, they may not be making the playoffs, but if you're Baker, you gotta play like you're either fighting for a playoff spot or you're in the playoffs. Like you because for Baker, he has to prove that he's still capable of being a starting quarterback in this league. Because for to me the way things happened in in the Panthers, there was a huge drop off for for what he was when he was in Cleveland, um, and you can't really blame the the uh, the the injury. You can't really blame injuries on Baker, um, but it's just he wasn't playing well. And to me, this is his last shot. If he doesn't show any. Like any grit, any uh, like poise, he might he might be relegated to backup for the rest of his for the rest of his career, um, and maybe slowly fade out of the league altogether. You just you never know, which would be a shame because Baker Mayfield, I feel like he is a competitor. He 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 does care about um. Being a quarterback, he he does have an intensity. He has a he has some fight to him. He is scrappy. Um, he does want to win, but again, sometimes your desire just doesn't match up with your play. And I think this this stint with the Rams, if he doesn't, if if he can't do a Geno, <laughs> then. He might be he 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 may never get another starting job for a while. Anything can happen because again, people get hurt, and sometimes it's the, you just need a, a certain system. But he, I think he's running out of chances to be considered as a legitimate starting quarterback in the National Football League. The Forty ers and the Dolphins. 
this game was surprising because I thought that it was going to be a lot closer. I thought it was going to be a shootout, um, but the Niners were were all over the Dolphins in this one. I mean, <laughs> but even with losing Garoppolo, because Garoppolo goes down, he breaks his foot, and you would think, man, that would have took all of the air out of their offense, but they put uh they put Purdy in and brought Purdy and they kept rolling and he 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 carried them through and I think the Dolphins were just a little shell shocked like whoa how how's this guy how is Mister Irrelevant taking us out and hats off to him so now the Niners are eight and four the next game we're we're gonna see Purdy out there and and play a full game and so you get to see what you're what you got with him but it was it was pretty refreshing to see now I know two was a little banged up and we got to see how that goes um, with who they play next but that could that could be interesting especially in the AFC East that isn't totally decided yet so the Dolphins they can't take their feet off the gas because the Jets the Jets are still trying in that division. Like they're they're competitive. So it's like the and of course you still you got the Bills. So the Dolphins competition is the Bills. They're trying to they gotta keep pace with the Bills, but they also gotta hold off the Jets too. So they they can't they they, they can't take their feet off the gas. Uh, I don't think this loss is, is an indict like is it, gonna really mess them up, but they they really didn't need to take a loss here. And then um I know on uh Sunday night football it was it was Raiders no no it was Colts Cowboys. The game before that was Raiders Chargers. That was an exciting game. It always is. Uh <laughs> to see Carr versus Herbert is always exciting. But the Raiders pulled it out. Raiders pulled out and um they're they're starting to surge a little bit. So that that's um if if they if anything the Raiders are exciting. Uh and you feel for the Chargers because I felt like the Chargers should have had a better record than they have, but I mean the combination of injuries and just questionable decision making at crucial moments are the reason why the Chargers are 6 and 6 right now. Now and then of course Sunday night football uh the Cowboys just utterly obliterated the Colts <laughs> in the second half of this game um cuz it was close like if you, if you came in and you were it, 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 if you didn't um like if you if you were watching just like the uh, the first half and you went to bed you're like oh this this is a game because they they were they were pretty competitive. The Cowboys, they 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 tried to, you know, every time they tried to distance themselves from the Colts, that the Colts would make a play, and so it was, it was back and back and forth. You score, we score. You score, we score. But then in that fourth quarter, they scored thirty three straight points. That's got to be a record. That is crazy. And you, it just felt like they just like the Colts just just quit. They just tapped out at the end. But and there were a lot of defensive things. Like their defense just really tore them up. Interceptions, fumbles, 
all kinds of different things. Like though that's probably one of the worst quarters that you can have as a football team, like the to lose like that. And uh, the Cowboys, they had a party at home. <laughs> so and they needed it because they're they're trying to keep pace with Philly. Uh, they're nine and three. Philly's eleven and one. Uh, I don't think they'll catch them, but again, they they need every win they can get because the Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. So it's like they have to keep winning. They have to keep up their aggression uh, so that they can secure a spot. Then on Monday Night Football, you know. Yes, Brady's the man. Yes, yes. Here, here's another fourth quarter heroics for Brady. But if we're honest, the Saints blew this game. <laughs> like this, this was a game that they were supposed to win. You're you're going into the fourth quarter. It's sixteen to three, and just. You know you're playing against Tom Brady, and they just they just stop playing foot. They just stop playing defense, and so you allow the Buccaneers to score 14 fourth quarter points, and all you got was three uh, points in that whole quarter, and that's how you lose. And they they it's 17 to 16. Brady comes in, hey, just just like it threw drew it up, but that that that's a backbreaker if you're the Saints. Uh, because you had him and you let him get away. And now that 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 keeps the Buccaneers at the top of that division, even though they have the ugly six and six record. But because that division isn't necessarily strong, you I think this pretty much kind of solidified the Bucks to to win it at this point. This was a Saints opportunity to to spoil things. They just they couldn't do it. Uh, so the Bucks improve, and we got to see how the rest of their games go because it's again. I think I recap this. It's not like it's going to be easy uh, for them because they got out. They're on the road against the Niners this this uh, this weekend. Then they play the Bengals, <laughs> they play the Cardinals, they play the Panthers, and they play the Falcons. So it's it's not uh it, it's not a given that they can take it. But you if if the other teams in the NFC South can't get any wins either, then I mean the Bucks can still take that division. So. It's yeah, that that's crazy. <laughs> that's all I can say is that's crazy. And so when we come back, we're gonna do uh week fourteen picks. Hi everybody, Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon versus Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. 
If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Week 14 is upon us. We're in the thick of things. And so here we go. We got the Rams at home hosting the Raiders tonight on Thursday night football. And we're going to go Raiders here. The Raiders should win this game, especially the way they've been playing. They're they're trending up um, and the and the Rams are trending down. We're, we're going to we're probably going to see Baker tonight. Uh, because I don't think the uh, Wolford can go because of the neck issue. So we get to see Baker go up against Carr. Uh, I'm, I'm not expecting greatness from the Rams, uh, especially when you, whenever you have like a quarterback change like that, it just, it does, it does favor the other team. And of course, again, the Raiders, they're, they're surging at the right time. So it'll be um, interesting to see how, how they play. Um, and it's even though the Raiders are no longer in LA, people, people still love the Raiders in, in California. So wherever they go, wherever they are in Cali, um, you know, it's going to be Raider nation all the time. So I, I expect the Raiders to, to win this one. And they, who knows, it might be a blowout uh, because uh, I don't think that they have it because Aaron Donald isn't playing. And yes, they have um they 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 have uh, the other they, they they do have another player there that's that's good for the Rams. I can't remember his name at the moment. It'll come to me in a sec. But I just don't think it's gonna be enough uh, because they it's about bombs away. <laughs> so if you're the if you're the Rams, I think yeah, J I think it's Jalen Ramsey or something like that. But um yeah, if you're the if you're the Rams, it's 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 gonna be a tough day at the office because of the way the Raiders play. They like to air it out. Um and they've got that star running back. I mean I man, I feel for the Rams. So I'm expecting the Raiders win. Now, on Sunday, we don't have any international games. So on Sunday, we're gonna see Jets. Go to Buffalo to play to play the Bills, and in this game, it's it's a it's a must win for Buffalo, and it's really a must win for the Jets too. So um, it's a division rivalry game. I think um, it's it's kind of both both teams are are New York New Jersey based. It, it's gonna be a battle. So. I'm going Bills with this one, um, but I think the Jets will probably make it a game. But it, it's it's going to be hard to beat this Bills team. If you're if the Jets, if they, I, I feel like they're a frisky team. So because Von Miller isn't there, it may be a good idea to scheme around uh, the weaknesses that uh, that that are that have been created because 
you don't have Von Miller in that defense. So that if, if you're game planning, that's one thing you want to focus on. Browns in Cincy to play the Bengals. The Bengals have yet to beat the Browns in the Joe Burrow era. And I feel like the Bengals, this is their best chance to break that streak. And they need to win because it's the race again in the NFC in the AFC North. It's like them and the Ravens, they have the same record. So the Bengals are trying to 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 take over as the league leader, well, as the as the uh, the leader in that division, and you got to beat the Browns. You got to beat a team that you haven't been able to solve um, in a season in the season and a half for some reason. And if you're the Browns, a win against the Bengals will will put you at six and seven, and maybe make things a little interesting, especially if you can win out. So. Uh, I expect it to be a, a fun game to watch. I'm going to pick the Bengals mainly because I feel like um, they 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 have the better squad, but also they need the game more. Um, they, they really do need it, especially with their position and with what they're trying to uh, position themselves for for the playoffs. So it's an important game for Cincinnati. Texans, Cowboys, not even Close Cowboys are going to feast on these Texans. The Texans are one and ten. Um, now they are putting Davis Mills back in the mix as the starting quarterback for the Texans. I personally don't understand why they benched Davis Mills in the first place because at least with Davis Mills they were looking competitive, but when they put the other guy in there, like <laughs> they, they just got even weaker. So but I don't think it's going to matter. Cowboys are going to roll over this one. They're going to be ten and three, and uh, they'll um, they'll they'll continue to to try and be in step at least with the Eagles and and continue to to solidify a playoff spot for them. I think that that's really what it's about. You, they're they're not going to catch the Eagles. The Eagles are unless the Eagles totally collapse. This is the Eagles' division, but. The Cowboys will make the playoffs uh, with their record. And I picked them to win this game. Vikings-Lions. This is one that people are going to watch because the Lions are fun to watch. It's in Detroit. Um, But Minnesota, they got to keep winning. I mean, this is is their opportunity to lead that division and to win it. And um, they're, they're on their way. I don't think there's any real opposition to the winning of this division, but they gotta they gotta keep it up. Uh, to and at this point, they're they're fighting with the. I feel like they're they're fighting for a home field uh, advantage spot, and so and they can get it at ten and two. You can definitely get it. So I'm looking for the Vikings to win this game. I think they need it more uh, than the Lions do, uh, but. Uh, It'll be fun to watch because the Lions are definitely a little bit more frisky. Uh, They can put up points as they've proven. Um, And so it's about it's going to be a shootout. And I think the the team that makes more like whoever makes uh, probably the uh, the the harshest mistake is going to lose this game. It's going to come down to to who makes a mistake, who flinches. 
Jaguars, Titans. This game is going to be ugly. <laughs> Very ugly. Um, but if you're the Titans, you got to win this game. Because you can, one thing's for certain, they're the best team in this division. This is a division game. Um, and the Titans, if you, if you want to solidify it, you got to keep winning and you can beat the Jags. They, I, I don't see a scenario unless Derrick Henry gets hurt um, that that the Jags find a way to win this. So, And it's in Nashville. I'm going Titans. Eagles, Giants. I'm going to go Eagles um, because I just that 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 attack that they have it's it's really hard to stop they have a really balanced offense um the giants they can put up points they can make it a, they can make it a little grimy but i just i don't see them being able to 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 outscore the eagles and um that and that's where i feel like the eagles have the edge cuz they can score whenever they want and i don't if it becomes a shootout Giants can't contend with that. So the only thing that's going to help them is that they're going to have to find a way to limit what the Eagles want to do and keep it close so that they can have a chance to win it late. Um, But if it becomes a shootout, Giants are going to lose because the Eagles have more bullets. Now, Ravens versus the Steelers. This Game is crucial <laughs> for the Ravens. It's always it's always chippy. It's always crazy. It's always brutal. Uh, you know, because these two are the most physical teams in the uh in the division in the AFC North. And they're they're just I feel like they're one of the most physical they're two of the most physical teams in the league. Um, but this is a game that the Ravens need to win uh, because, again, they're in that tie with Cincy, and neither team can afford to to take a backseat to the other. And for the Steelers, it's crazy because they're they're in the same position that the Browns are. It's like if if they win and they go six and seven, now it makes it a little a little frisky, and they they have an opportunity. One is in Pittsburgh. So it's they have an opportunity to steal the game because I don't think that Lamar is going to play. And so you can at least try your best to exploit what what Tyler Huntley uh, can bring to the table. The Ravens are really going to have to rely on their defense on this one. But um, I don't know. Mike Tomlin, he's a good coach. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers steal this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right, because Steelers in the Steelers, but that they might steal it. So it'll, it'll be interesting to watch Raven. But again, I'm going with the Ravens on this one because they they can't afford to lose it. Uh, they 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 can't lose ground. The Chiefs against the Broncos. Going Chiefs, going Chiefs. Like Broncos, they. They're, I, I talked at length about this in the last segment. They they have nothing. <laughs> it, it is not just Russell Wilson. It's it's a whole lot of different issues that are going on with the Broncos. That whole offense needs to just totally be reworked and revamped. Um, and and it's in Colorado at Mile High. 
but Mahomes and company, they're going to come in. They're going to take care of business. This is a division game. And it's a, uh, it's a game where the Chiefs get to at least blow off some steam because of the loss that they incurred to Cincinnati. I know that that, that can't sit well with them. Uh, and so they'll be able to take care of business. The Bucks going to San Francisco to play the Niners at Levi's Stadium. This is going to be one that the Niners are going to win. Um, they need to win it uh, because, again, you know they they need to to take that division. They're the Seahawks. They they don't want the Hawks to catch them, and the Hawks have a good chance to catch them because if the Seahawks beat the Panthers. Um, then they'll go to eight and five, and if the Niners lose to the Buccaneers, then it'll be they'll be uh, tied at eight and five. So this is the game where the Niners they they can't afford to to um to lose again, even if it's against Tom Brady and the Bucks. I don't expect the Bucks to win because they barely, barely, barely. Uh, <laughs> barely got past the Saints, and the Saints aren't necessarily great, but the 49ers are, they have a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. And that, I just feel like that'll overwhelm the, uh, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, like the 49ers have a really strong defense. The Buccaneers can't block. Um, and there is hard for them to, for the receivers to get really good separation. And so I just I think there'll be uh it'll be a lot of covered sacks well potentially uh against Tom Brady and on offense even without Jimmy Garoppolo like they 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 have enough running like enough running options to where they rarely have to throw the football and I feel like Purdy has an opportunity to really do a little bit more showcasing. I don't think he'll take any unnecessarily un, unnecessary risks. If you're the 49ers, you just want to lean on uh on McCaffrey and Debo. Maybe, you know, maybe uh rely on Kittle a little more. And if you can, you know, pitch that get it to Ayuk, maybe do some reverses with Ayuk or or uh or get him on some slant routes and allow him to use his speed. Uh it just there there's a lot of different combinations. But if if you're if you're coaching up party, say, hey, don't don't try anything cute. Let's just keep it simple. Um manage the game. Don't don't take any unnecessarily unnecessary risks. And make the Buccaneers beat you, uh, which we don't believe that they can do. So you play controlled, disciplined football. And if the Fortnite can do that, then again, there's no reason why uh, they can't pick up the W. So I'm going to pick the 49ers there. And it, with the Seahawks versus the Panthers, I'm going Seahawks. They need this game. And they're the better team. They can beat the Panthers. I mean, Panthers are a little frisky. They're gonna play. It's not like they're they're a team that has not that has no heart. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna be aggressive. But I feel like this is a game where the Seahawks should win this. It's in Seattle. Got the twelfth man in the building. <laughs> they they should be able to win that game. Um, if they lose that game, then it's a shame. 
and you gotta you gotta start talking about the Seahawks as potential imposters uh, if they lose to the Panthers on Sunday Night Football on NBC. <laughs> so you got the Dolphins going on the road to play the Chargers. I'm going to go Dolphins here again. They need this game more. I, the Chargers, yes, they're 6-6, six and six, but at this point, Chargers aren't making the playoffs, and they're not, they're not playoff-worthy at this point, but they are still extremely exciting to watch. So it's going to be a game. They, they're going to score, but the Dolphins – Need this win, and I, I feel like they're gonna get it. Um, so we're gonna go with Miami on this one, and then Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, the Pats going into Arizona to play the Cardinals. Both teams haven't had the best year. This this hasn't been a great year. At least the Patriots. Have shown some friskiness, some some fight. They won some games where it's like, oh wow, you know, Patriots. They they're not going away quietly into the night. But for the Cardinals, you talk about a crater, and this has got to be like one of the worst seasons for Kyler. But it just again, it's one of those things where if if you're a um because they pay Kyler, if you're an Arizona fan. It's, there's a lot of people that's upset. Like, should we really have paid him all that money? But I mean, at the same time, with the market, with with how the market is, and with how hard it is to find a good quarterback, it, they didn't really have much of a choice. So they they paid him, but the, this is not a great season. Um, now, if in terms of the game. I'm going with the Patriots on this one. I think they're um they're a little bit more disciplined than the Cardinals are. Um but we shall see how how um things play out, but I just have a feeling that the Patriots will win this one. So that is week 14 in the NFL. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site. Pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. All right. And so in our assorted take segment of the podcast, I said segment, this segment of the podcast, uh, we had a little bit of breaking news of Brittany, uh, Brittany Griner 
uh, has been released uh, from from uh, her Russian, uh, you know, uh, conviction. Uh, she was uh, she's she's back home in the U.S. Uh, from a prisoner swap, or or at least on her way. She's either back home in the U.S. or um, or uh, on her way uh, back to the states uh, based on a prisoner swap. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm glad she's home, and I, I just I really hope that she. You know that um, that that experience doesn't doesn't scar her, but that she you know she gains a lot of insight from it. Um, you know I just I wish her and her family the best. Um, that that is never something that you want that you want anyone to experience. So uh, I'm glad that she's back. Um, the the U.S. men's soccer team they got they got destroyed <laughs> um but you know it was good to see it was good to see them compete in the world cup and i mean all the all the uh like the the frenzy that is the world cup but um that was a bummer uh, that they you know they just they they uh they got beat the way they did uh, but again you just got to got got to uh can learn from it and and move forward uh the lakers are are playing a little better even though they got beat by the Cavs and you know props to my Cleveland boys take care of business I feel like Donovan Mitchell is is exactly uh what they needed in terms of a competitor and so I'm I'm glad that we have a a uh a guy of of that that brings that kind of energy uh, to to our squad, we and we need those kind of guys. It's like we we need high energy guys in Cleveland. I feel like a lot of times those guys are are in other are on other teams, and so it's refreshing to see the Cle like our Cleveland uh you know teams like especially the Cavs have that kind of intensity uh, on their squad. So much props to my Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, and you know, just, but, but the Lakers, the Lakers situation is cool to see them, to see them playing a little bit better. Um, I do feel like LeBron is probably gonna, gonna get that, that scoring record. Um, just because he, he's, he's pretty consistent unless there's a, a major injury knock on wood. Um, then I, I, I see him being able to break it. The main thing is Anthony Davis. And the reason why we can say the main thing is Anthony Davis is because when he's playing and he's he's dominant, like he he had a stretch where he was 30, 30, 30, you know, 40, he had 55. Like, I mean, he was out there playing. Granted, it was against weaker teams, but you you're encouraged by that level of play because you're like, this is. This is the Anthony Davis that that people want to see. This is the Anthony Davis that people are like, "Hey, man, he's he's the man." You know, he he can he can take over a game. He's dominant. Um, that that's what people want to want to see out of Anthony Davis. But it just the the problem with AD is he can't sustain it. <laughs> He, he can't sustain it. And, and when you can't sustain that level of play, it makes people question your your worth to the team. And that's why you hear people 
say, hey, we need to trade AD because they, especially with those in uh, probably a Laker nation, they're, they're always thinking championship. And it's like, if this guy can't stay healthy, if he can't stay on the court, then, I mean, <laughs> what we need to get somebody that's a little bit more consistent and it, it, it make, it becomes a little bit more realistic to think about if he can never get out of street clothes Davis phase. And just like with the last game that were against Cleveland, he leaves and like with flu like symptoms and it's like, man, you know, can, can can we have some consistency? There's always something going on, um, but that's I think that that's the key to the Lakers' success is AD, and that's and and for people that would that would uh, feel like they're taking a shot, at LeBron. I feel like that's how LeBron wants it too. It's like Le, LeBron's like, look, man, I'm 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 old. I'm about to be out of here. He's he's the the whole reason why he's on the team is because they need. The, it, he's going to be the uh, the the lead, like the the leader of the team, and that's what LeBron wants is for him to take over and be the uh, the the bell cow. But he's got to step up to the plate. He's got to 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 prove that he can be the bell cow in order for them to 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 stick with him. Because if that's if if they can't rely on him then they're going to look for another and he will become a trade piece. They'll get a lot of pieces for him, um, but they it, it would be unwise for them to hang on um, for an absorbent amount of time for someone who who you can't count on. So that's that. That's that's uh, that's a little bit of a little bit of basketball uh, <laughs> going on here. Now, the college football playoff. There was some tipsy tur- there was some topsy turviness. Uh, Michigan, congrats to Michigan. They won the uh, you know, not only did they beat Ohio State, uh, but they won the the Big Ten championship. And so um, you know, hats off to to uh, the Michigan Wolverines. And this is one this is this is one of their best years that I feel like they've had in this era of college football. And you know. It'll be interesting for them to be in the playoffs. I think it, it means a lot to those Wolverine faithful, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they play. Now they're they're matched up against TCU. Um, now I don't follow a whole lot of college football, so I don't know how good TCU is, but um, the fact that they made the 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 playoff means that they're you know they they played well enough to be able to get in there. So they, they do have a squad, um, but that's going to be a fun matchup. I feel like Michigan, I, I think everybody's will be rooting for Michigan to win that. Um, and it would mean a lot to the pro to the program. If Michigan was to win it and, and, and uh, have an opportunity to play in the national championship, it will do a whole lot for the Michigan program. Now, the 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 game the the issue that I have is and I love my Buckeyes I love my Buckeyes I, I, I'm an Ohio State Buckeye 
I love my Ohio State Buckeyes, but at the same time, I don't think that will that will will be a good matchup for for Georgia, um, mainly because of watching how they played against Michigan. Like to to lose like that on our home turf, and for Michigan to kind of like just out muscle us. Um, that that's a problem, and now you you're in the playoffs and you're matching up against the number one team in the league. That you're you're playing against Georgia. Georgia is a powerhouse. I I don't think that Ohio State will will be that competitive against Georgia based on what we saw in the Michigan game because I feel like Georgia's stronger than Michigan, and if we played that bad against Michigan then what chance do we really have against Georgia? So that's my issue with that. And when it, for to, for them to lose like that, I'm like, man, are we really worthy of the playoffs? Uh, it it could have, I mean, people argue like, well, is Alabama really, you know, a, a good matchup either? I, I feel like they would probably be a stronger matchup than Ohio State will. Um Especially when you look at just historically, yeah, there were some, there were a couple of, like we we did win the national championship where we beat Alabama and you know another team, but historically, when it comes to Big Ten playing against other teams, especially SEC and and uh, and and Pac Ten and things like that nature, we just we can't match that 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 speed level. I feel like there's a difference in quality of of athlete in the, in those conferences, and so um, I just feel like if we're not matching up well against Michigan, we certainly aren't going to match up well against Georgia. Um, I feel like at this point, Alabama probably would have been a better a better match for Georgia than Ohio State, but at the same time. It's a meaningful game. Winner gets to go to the national championship. And the way football goes, it's yeah, just like on in, in the pros, any given Sunday, this is any given Saturday. So if if Ohio State has a really great game, all you have to do is play well on that day and, and you can go forward. So if they can truly play well and put a, a pull a full game together and take Georgia out of every phase, then we're we're uh probably set for a historic Michigan versus Ohio State game with the national championship on the line, which I don't think has has this ever like would that I feel like that's the first time that probably will ever have happened if it's Ohio State versus Michigan for the national championship. Like that, that would be great to see. I feel, I feel like that would probably be one of the the uh, the most memorable national championship games in the history of college football. I just feel like people will remember that because there are a lot of things that have to happen for that kind of matchup to take place for all the marbles for for the title. So I, I'm I'm rooting for. 
for Ohio State anyway, even though I don't think they have much of a chance against Georgia, but anything can happen. Uh, but that I'm rooting for them because I want to see them go against Michigan again and have another shout at them uh, for the national championship. So I'm rooting for Michigan to beat TCU. And I'm rooting for Ohio State. You know the odds are really against them to beat Georgia for an opportunity for it to be a Big Ten showdown for it to be the game on a bigger, bigger stage for a for the prize in college football. Um, that that's what I feel like we want to see. That, that's what I feel like America wants to see. And so, you know, I, I hope that it happens. The possibilities of it happening are slim, but hey, with God, anything is possible. So <laughs> let's go, let's let's go, Ohio State and, and uh, our Michigan go ahead and beat TCU, so we can we can really uh, have the game um, on the national stage for the title at you know and, and yeah, so the game at the game. That's that's what we want to see. And this has been the podcast for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging with me. I know this has been a little bit longer for episode, but there's so much to talk about and there's even more to talk about. Um, But we'll catch you next time. Take care. Peace out. God bless.